folks want to pop off and have opinions about uh, what they think they would do, present a specific plan. And we can have that debate. Looking for revenge. All summer 16. All summer 16. Playing dirty, not clean. Out front for a season, looking like a damn football team. All in the same thing. All repping one thing. What's good, loves? You're listening to the second episode of the Pop-Off Podcast with the girl doing the most, the girl trying to survive in a Kardashian-Jenner world, Chantel, with my boy, my partner, my ace, Boom Cool. Her baby, Big Cannon, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what you didn't say. Big Cannon, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? The fat, the fly, and the motherfucking wonder. Okay, well, you said it, not me. So, you know, this is the second episode, and thank you for all of those who watched and listened to the first episode. And shout out to our sponsors who's making that sh- money and making it rain all over us. You know what I'm saying? Hey, making it rain wait. all over me. Wait. What? What sponsor, Chantel? You know what? You are so motherfucking right. We ain't got no sponsors, okay? We like these others. For 99 cents, <laughs> you can take a light skin and a fat man <laughs> and sponsor for 99 cents a day. We sponsor need us. We need, why they don't never get them kids that money, man, from them damn things either? They man. really don't. That's a scam. <laughs> That's the do, oldest scam. They've been doing 99 cents for about, three, th- about 30 fucking years, and them kids are still Them kids up. still got flies in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the same kid. This is the same kid for 30 years, and shit. He still ain't grown. <laughs> That's my homeland, though. Hey, my homeland. Love, motherland. Let's get it. But yeah, man, we just trying to make some honest money out here in these streets. If you trying to make some money with us, man, hit us up at Chantel on air at gmail.com. That's C-H-A-N-T-A-L. If you don't have Gmail, you can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, you know. Scroll in my DMs if you want to at Chantel on air. Let's work. So today's podcast Tell episode. What we got going on. You know, we got a lot of entertainment news. So you know we're gonna have to touch bases on this Kimye Dragon Taylor Swift skinny flat ass. No ass hell and back. No, no ass. Okay, so Taylor got caught in a little bit of a lie. A little bit of a lie because like we we're going to discuss, at first it looked like Kim had dropped a bomb on her ass and made her look like she was a liar out here in these streets. Okay, that she didn't know that Kanye was going to put her in his song Famous. Mm-hmm. But we may need to hit a pause because Taylor did make a point after the fact. So we're definitely going to touch bases on that. We're definitely, we're definitely going to talk about. My girl, Sierra, who has, you know what, Sierra, I'm so happy for you, girl. You got you a man. You got you a ring. You got you your wedding of your dreams. You got you a big old house, and you made a beautiful family with this motherfucker. I can't say that, so I ain't gonna stun on you. But everybody seems to be butthurt about the fact that Russell Wilson and, you know, Baby Future have a very close bond, and Baby Future calls him Papa, and... Gave him a kiss on the cheek, which some internet trolls are saying that, nah, he kissed him on them lips. But I think it was the cheek, okay? Fuck nigga shit. 
I want my kid. Anyway, so we're going to definitely touch bases on that. And obviously me and Cannon Can got different viewpoints on this matter. And then, you know, we're going to talk about some substance. We're going to hit the, about the politics, uh, about how Donald Trump's wife, Melania Trump, <laughs> dumbass. the thief of the night. Big dumbass. Okay, old goofy. Old fool. <laughs> she thought she could take a script out of my girl, my booze page, Michelle Obama's speech back in 2008 and think she was going to get away with it. Oh, no, boo-boo. <laughs> we got your ass. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha, and we going to drag your ass too in this podcast. Ooh, gotcha, bitch. And then we going to end it off with Cannon's favorite piece, probably for this episode. We going to talk about Joey Buttons versus Aubrey Graham, man, or versus his Drake. Name is Drake. Respect, his name is Drake. Put some respect his name on his is name. His rapper name is Drake, so put respect on his name. We're going to talk about Arby, and we're going to take this in a hip-hop form. We're not going to just use the beef. We're going to take this back to hip-hop. So all my hip-hoppers, we're going to take it back then. Let's get it. Anyway, so let's start it off. Second episode of Pop-Off with Kim Ye, who is better known as Kim Kardashian and Kanye. Kardashian dash West, and you know what? You know, at first I was like, you know what, Kanye back to his old fuck ass shit again. <laughs> he just can't leave. leave. Kanye alone, he man. just can't leave Taylor Swift alone. He can't just let this girl breathe. He can't let this girl just do her thing. He always got to say some slick shit about her. But Kim came with those receipts. Mm. But we gonna backtrack. Mm -hmm. So everybody know by now the famous song that Kanye got on his album, The Life of Pablo, where he says, Uh me and Taylor might still have have sex. sex. Uh, I made a bitch famous. famous. I say, what? I made a bitch famous. famous. (laughs) 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 They got Kanye (laughs) fucked up. You are musical genius. When the whole world heard the lines, they was just like, oh, shit. Why? This shit is epic. Oh my god, like it's it's crazy. It's crazy line. But Taylor was not feeling it. And everybody know Taylor Swift is this old country wholesome girl from down south. She gotta be so wholesome and so Man. innocent. She can't do nothing wrong out here in these streets. She's such an angel. She out there taking that redneck hunky monkey. That's what she out there doing. Listen, man. Listen. Let's be honest. Can we be real? We you, be real are you second. trying to tell me that Taylor Swift ain't been called worse than a bitch? I'm not going to say that, but okay. she probably has been called a bitch or two in, life, in real life. Okay, here's my thing, right? So, from the video, mm-hmm. you, you saw, we seen that she was saying, oh, oh yeah, it's cool. Like, he told her the line about me and Taylor Swift may still have sex. But we got to talk about who dropped the video. Oh. It was Kim. It wasn't oh, even Kim Kanye. Oh, shit. Kim had those receipts. It was like, oh, so you trying to come from my man? My motherfucking money ticket? Oh, no, boo-boo. We going to end this today. I don't know what took her so long, but she ended it. Smart man. She ended it, did as they say in the ghetto. <laughs> ended it, ended it, did. They put okay. extra D's on it, triple D's on it, throw some D's on it. She ended it, did the conversation <laughs> that Kanye did her dirty, and, and Taylor had no idea that she was going to be called or she was going to be referenced in the song. 
because, you know, she was on MTV Awards and, you know, she made that big speech about how you don't let no man take your success and, you know, all that from you and, you know, be strong women, be strong, independent women, blah, 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 blah. Okay. But, you know, Kim was like, oh, no, boo-boo, my husband did call you. My mm-hmm. husband did say that you two still could have sex. But... Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta pause now. I know it's easy to jump on the bandwagon and go hard on Taylor Swift. I know this. I did it Monday morning. I'm guilty of it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Kanye did not tell her that he called her a bitch and he made her famous. Okay, okay, okay. Let's stop this shit, Michael. We gotta put this in context, right? Would you? So she'll get mad about. A person calling you a bitch, but you don't get mad at the fact that he said he can still fuck you, and he can. Fu- that means that he can fuck you at his leisure. So what really happened is your PR person said, "Damn, bitch, they caught us. We in trouble, bitch. What can we do? Abort mission, bitch. <laughs> now, like, and what happened was <laughs> abort mission. Hold, like, like what?" <laughs> And what what really happened was you she seen that and said, Oh, okay, all right, how can I flip this? Oh, he didn't say he was gonna say I was a bitch and made me famous. Like, so you rather get mad about him calling you a bitch and saying you famous, but you were on the phone saying, Yeah, Kanye, that's dope. Call me call my no not no having ass and say you can still have sex with my no having ass. Yes, that'll get him. And then you get mad when the shit dropped and it ain't what you wanted to be. Sit your no having ass down. <laughs> Sit your little ass down. Okay, so like I said, it's easy to jump on the bandwagon and go hard because a lot of people don't like Taylor. Let's be honest. People are over the facade about how she's always surprised at these award shows that she wins. Mm-hmm. And she just uh, oh, oh, I didn't I didn't think I would win even though I sold the most really, records. You really, really like me. Oh my god. <laughs> I've sold more records than all of the bitches in the crowd, but oh my god, I won. So everybody is kind of over Taylor because she just she wins a lot, and some people get you know turned off by that. But I feel like you know she shouldn't get mad because Kanye even calls his own wife a bitch. He mm-hmm. even said in one of his songs on the Life of Pablo that that him and Ray J would be good friends if they didn't fuck the same bitch, referring mm-hmm. to his wife. Yeah, and, and, and I'm so- go ahead, go ahead, I can because- go. Go ahead. Can I still cook? You okay, can, I'm going to let you put your little... And, you know, I'm going to end it like this. Kanye should not have to apologize. He, I didn't think he should have to apologize since day one. Because, number one, we all know that hip-hop is ref- is mostly referenced to the community that they live in, and which is mostly black women. So, when y'all be saying bitches and hoes, y'all be mostly talking about black women. So, you shouldn't be apologizing to no Taylor Swift or you ain't gonna apologize for all the other women, black women, that you call bitches and hoes. Okay, hold on. You just said... I'm not done cooking. Let me cook. I'm almost done. Let me flip. Let me flip it. Okay? Let me flip it. So, you better not motherfucking apologize to Taylor Swift. She better keep her bitch. Okay? And number two... She shouldn't be getting mad because he even refers his own wife as a bitch. So I wouldn't even take him seriously. If you're going to even call your own wife a bitch, the mother of your kids who had two tough, rough pregnancies, giving you two kids, two kids, I wouldn't take it to heart. 
effing. Let's ride with it. Let's make more money. I've already made hundreds of millions and millions of dollars. I've already sold millions and millions of records. I've outsold all you guys for how many seasons? Let's just ride it. Let's go, Kanye. Let's ride it. I'm right behind you. Man, look. Listen, man. He called his own wife. He called his own wife a bitch. So if he can call his exactly. own wife a bitch, exactly. He he. It, it, we okay. First off, let's let's explain something. Bitch is not a term we just use for black women. Bitch is not. We need to stop giving so much power to these words, cause bitch. A lot of the times, creatively, I know rappers use this as a term, like just to show creativity. We got to think about this. Bitch is no longer just a person. I think bitch has transformed. The word bitch is transformed to a whole nother uh, meaning. It, it's, it's no longer just a noun. It's an adjective. We use bitch as a personality trait. Like, oh, she's acting like a bitch. She's, <laughs> she's, she is being a bitch. So <laughs> I don't think that we can just say that that's derogatory to women because I, I feel like niggas can act like a bitch. That's true. It's not just a female term. But I'm what I mean when I say is that most rappers will always justify that what they speak and what they rap is about their life and what they've seen in the streets. So let's be honest. Most of these guys come from hoods, okay? And who is mostly in the hoods? Black they, females. They like and what do you mostly see in the strip clubs and the park? It's always ref. So you don't have to say. Black bitch, black bitch. But we kind of know what you're, what you mean when you. We kind of know who you're speaking of, and unless you're saying something like "I'm in the Hollywood Hills and I'm surround," then okay, yeah, you probably with some Valley girls and some, you know them type of girls. Oh no, like. But if you just talking like streets all the time, then I I know who are always in the streets is mostly black females because you're talking about the urban inner city areas. No, I, I not just the black. Like I think, well, like it's some light skin. It, I mean, honestly, light skin. It's some, it, it's some uh, Mexican bitches. It's some Puerto Rican bitches. Well, most it's of them don't be. Well, they bitches. they sure as hell ain't making a clear uh, demographic uh, com, uh, difference for me. Mm. And I ain't that slow. I be listening to what I don't just listen to the beat. Mm. I listen to what y'all say. Most of the time, y'all talk about y'all hoods and y'all streets, and I mean, you rap with what you know. But when y'all be saying, you know. B words and she a hoe and she this and she that. Who is you talking about nine times out of ten? Well, I'm gonna let's be, be honest. I'm gonna be totally honest right you now. You might not do it, but don't say that all these other rappers are like you though, Ken. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this right now. We need to go to the next topic. Why? Because we finna talk about a woman that's acting. Like a bitch. Oh, you better not talk about Sierra like that. Sierra's not acting like a bitch. She may be petty, but she ain't acting like no bitch. Let's talk Don't about Don't do it. that. Let's so, talk we're going to move on to the next story we got for the second episode of Pop Off. Okay. Ooh. So, Ooh. like I said, Sierra, I'm so happy for her. I think a lot of women can say this, honestly. That we happy for Sierra. She got her a good man. And yes, he might be an NFL player, but you know what? He may be one of the only guys that may not cheat on his wife. And I can't say that for a lot of these men 
who suited and booted know? every Sunday and Monday night. How you know? Yeah, sometimes a Thursday. Okay? How you know? I just know. You don't know. So yes, I, I do. So Russell Westbrook just the marquee man right now. Like he's Ru- just Russell Wilson. Well, same digger. You know they good. <laughs> the same nigga, man. Russell Westbrook. I mean, Russell, no, Russell I have more faith in a Russell and a Stephen or Stephen than. I mean, LeBron got caught a few times, and the way he had a, a breakup baby. So let's not go there. <laughs> let's not. I don't, I didn't forget about them. <laughs> So let's not do that. Man. So we gonna stick on Russell West, not right. Wilson. Right, right. They the same nigga. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Russell what Wilson, you same, made me do? Same nigga, man. So Russell Wilson, like I said, Sierra, we are mo- we are so happy for you. You found your true love. You're happy. I can honestly see she's in a better place. I can see that Russell was a good man. He then just he just didn't smash and pass. He was like, "No, I'm a, I'm about to build you up. I'm not gonna take advantage of you because you in a down period. You in a weak position. I could have just smashed you because you know it could have been easy for him to do it. He said, "No, I'm about to build you up. I'm about to make you. You know, he was a good man, and they built a beautiful home together with baby future. Okay. But mm-hmm. I mean, I guess people is mad because." Baby Future calls Russell Papa, and they, you know, show each other, you know, love and affection, and, you know, there's a video out by TMZ, and it's been circling around, you know, social media, that Baby Future walked, you know, walked up to Russell Wilson, called him Papa, gave him a kiss on the cheek. Now, some internet trolls are trying to put some gasoline on the fire and say that he gave him a kiss on the lips, but... Both Sierra and Russell's camp said no. He only gives him kisses on the cheek. And he loves Russell. And Russell loves him and he has taken him in as his own. What's the fucking problem? This is fuck nigga shit. This is fuck nigga shit one-on-one. And I'm going to tell you what's fuck nigga shit one-on-one. Hey, most brothers may not agree with what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say what's on my heart. Truthfully, I don't find an issue... With Russell Westbrook's, I mean Russell Russell uh, Wilson. I'm sorry, man. It's just Russell. It's that too nigga. many Russell. Right, it's too many Russells. They both should start with a W. So Russell Wilson, the issue I had, I, I I don't have an issue with him stepping in and and trying to take the position of a of a father or things like that, being a stepfather and things like that, because you know certain instances fathers aren't able to be around and and if some guy is confident enough to step into that role you know take that role and, and, and help that woman out with that child I'm cool with that the issue I have is the fuck nigga shit that Sierra is doing Sierra is publicizing these things and making it a a, a huge fucking uh 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 a spec spectacle. Like if this wasn't a spectacle and things like that, I would honor it. But we is is clearly documented that these two have issues. They they bitter with each other. So she using this shit to throw in future face. Like no man wants to see another man taking care of their kid. And she putting this out in the open. And that's that fuck shit that I don't think is cool. I think Sierra needs to reevaluate herself. When when everybody thought she was a hermaphrodite, nobody disrespected what? her. I'm just saying, like nobody's going way back. I'm just saying, everybody thought she was a hermaphrodite back then. Oh my god! But not, but 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 now you want to do this fuck nigga shit when when niggas thought you was a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas thought you was one of the guys, bro. So so, I'm just saying they thought she was one of the guys. So now she wants. So so I'm saying now now. 
she doing all this shit, I think that's fucked up. I think that's real fool that you doing this the future like that. First of all, you just said that you didn't appreciate. First of all, you can't get you can't be mad that Russell is being a great stepfather and he's taking this child in and he's you know, showing love and affection and treating this child like it's his own. But then you be the same guy that be pissed off and want to have goons outside of every game he plays for the season coming up. If he was to tell baby future, man, get out of my face, man, don't be kissing me like that, bro. Back up hey, and I, made him cry. Exactly. So you can't, you can't have it both ways. Cannon, you either going to have him accept him as his own, which is show love and affection or not accept him and just be like, bro, no, you trying to get, go see your moms. Go see your moms, man. I ain't your daddy. Like, you know, I'm baby boy, how he kicked, like Snoop Dogg kicked the fork. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't your, your daddy. Hey, what if you would have told that the future, like, Sludge? Or he would have sent that bitch up, <laughs> No, but but I'm just saying, no. Like, let's really think about this, though. Nah. There are other ways to show affection to a, a child versus kissing and them calling you father. Now, he has a father. That's a, that's ultimate disrespect, and I think Sierra should have checked that. I don't think that that's cool. I don't think that it's cool for another, like, especially if future is somewhat still in that child's life. Now, I don't think that 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 Russell should ever be called Papa. I don't think that he should be kissing on that child. That's that's not that's not his seed. That's not his okay, seed. Okay, okay. Well, don't. Okay. Now, I know it's different in every household, but my best friend KK, of course, she got her mama who she loved to death with all her heart and soul. But she also does have a stepmama called Mama Jadai. And in Africa, in African, she's calling her mama. So that's, yeah, that's not her blood mother, but she respects her and she accepts her and she embraces her as her mother. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's like to each his own. And yes, Sierra may be being petty. I feel like both her and Future have been petty since they've broken off and went they all separate ways. They both got filth on themselves. They both got dirt on their names. They both need to quit it. But I honestly feel like Russell is being genuine. I feel like Russell is just trying to do the right thing. And he don't, he, I really feel like he's not trying to like, because what happens if him and Sierra have a child and he's treating baby future one type of way, but he's treating his own C one, you know, like children aren't, children are not stupid. Children pick up on things more than you think they do. Mm-hmm. Just like remember when you was a child and your parents may not think that you was picking up on things, mm-hmm. but you was like, nah, it ain't like that, yeah. man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like, man, why are you treating you know him or her like that, but you treat me this way? Right, right, right. No, no, I know. You know what I'm saying? That and I like, really if you're know. already yeah. getting married, and I feel like they're in a great place. Like I said, girl, you got you a good one. You got your ring. You got you a husband. You got you a wedding. I don't have none of that stuff. If you already done through all that, you know what comes next? A baby. So they might be, you know, yeah, he might be. Hitting that shit, trying to get hey, him a little baby, you, she, little baby Russell. Have, now she can have uh, some motherfucking married if she want to be. She's beautiful, guys. I know y'all like a little little light skin thing. Let me wipe the sweat. 
from your face, baby. Oh my God, stop. Anyways, so like, <laughs> so like I was saying, like, you know, it's like you guys can't have it. Like, I know men, I, I like from what I've seen on social media and what I've seen, the response is more of the men are not happy about it. I did see some women who weren't kind of like comfortable about that. If it was the lips. Now, if it was the cheek, it's like, you know what, you know, I can't get mad. But if it's lips, I feel like everybody's in like a kind of the same agreement. Like, you know, that might be a little yeah, uncomfortable. I don't know about that. You know, the but the cheek, I think it's innocent. I don't think it's nothing creepy about it. I think it's beautiful that Sierra found a man right after Future that didn't judge her. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, Russell... Do your thing, bro. Because, like, a lot of us ladies know either you're in a predicament or you know somebody that you're close with who ha who is a single mother or who is co-parenting with their baby father. And they date, you know, they start dating on the men. And some men are just not very comfortable these days about women with other kids. Some men do not. And we know a few people... <laughs> at work that we have some people are not comfortable on being stepfathers or stepmothers to other people's children and that's cool like i mean i can't fault you for that at least you at least you being honest but i mean it sierra got it damn sierra got it i wish i could man sierra you got it girl man, see, you hold on to time. him you hold on to that man sierra you just hold on to him as long as you can damn. you don't let him go sierra don't let him go don't don't hey wake up, out of it sierra. wake out of it with I'm your sorry. little freak ass wake out wake out <laughs> the fuck you <laughs> pissing me off here I'm talking about this this little melancholy man man fuck that nigga i'm here Anyways, so we're going to move on to the very next segment, which, you know, we like to talk about the entertainment and, you know, I'm trying to get Canada on board about some reality <laughs> TV talk soon, ladies. We diverse, man. You know, I might have to grab one of my friends to help me with one of these segments in the future because Love & Hip Hop Atlanta reunion is coming up. So you either better get ready or I'm going to have to get somebody up here who could do me some justice. I'm going to be watching. But, um... You know, we definitely want to talk about some substance because, you know, whether you like it or not, we have an election coming up in November and we have to either decide on if we're going to vote for Trump, which I hope most uh, most people most people listening and watching this is going to not vote for him. And yes, I'm not happy that Hillary won over Bernie Sanders because I liked him, my old man that didn't oh, never comb his hair because he, he was just he was out <laughs> here in these streets working. He didn't have time to comb his hair, and I was feeling the burn. And I respected this man since when he was younger, doing the civil rights protests and marches and all that stuff. But unfortunately, we have to be honest that he's not going to be the Democratic yeah. candidate, so it's going to be Hillary. But, you know, the Republicans are up first to do their national convention. And this was a big make or break for Donald Trump because everybody knows him right now as being a very big bigot, saying very racial things, very racist things, and just always saying the wrong damn thing at the mm -hmm. wrong damn time. Mm -hmm. Like, dang, I really did like him at one point when he was just... You're fired. You're fired, bitch. Like, You're I used fired. to love that shit, Joe. You know, I used to love 
love the. I used to go to school. Dude. I used to love it, but Act like I was dang, if I would have known he was just a bigot all these yeah, years. Yeah, Donald Trump fucking up, man. But you know what? A lot of presidential candidates for either party. You know, like I said, Obama had to go through it back in 2008. Mm. A lot of people were upset that Hillary wasn't going to be the presidential nominee, mm-hmm. especially the women vote, especially the feminists. And a lot of independent voters were not really feeling Obama at the time. But what really helped was when Hillary kind of was like, you know what? Yes, I know y'all rocking with me. I know y'all digging me, but y'all need to vote for Barack because, you know, Mitt Romney or, or McCain, McCain in 08. Yeah. McCain ain't the one you want. So you need to get it you need to get it together. Stop playing, get it together and vote for Brock. And you know what else helped him? Michelle Obama. Obama. Michelle Obama, my girl. She Obama. did it. She did it. Okay, at the 2008 Democrat National Convention in her speech, she, you know, made yeah. a lot of people be like, you know what? He ain't so bad. He's not a bad guy. And this is what the Trump campaign was hoping for. So, this was like the same opportunity opportunity that Donald Trump had with his wife, Melania Trump. You know, they was hoping that she would go out there and say a beautiful speech, kind of soften him up. You know what I'm saying? She is the wife of Donald Trump. You know, she is an immigrant, which we all know how he feels about immigrants these days. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? Especially the ones from Mexico and the ones who are Muslim. Okay. So, Melania, I ain't go, hey. At first, it sounded like, you know what, she did the job. Mm-hmm. She said a beautiful speech. But you know these journalism, the, you know these journalists. Oh, they, oh, they, oh, they, they too in. They live to crack these type of moments up. Mm-hmm. And they was like, Oh no, bitch. Uh uh-uh. uh. Rewind. Uh uh-uh, uh, bitch. You took that. Gotcha, bitch. You took that from Michelle. Oh, damn, Bama. That's Obini speech. And it first started off with one publication and it just went off like wire fire. Fire. Like everybody just, like when I woke up the next morning, mm-hmm. Tuesday morning, it was just tweets all over the place, like famous Melania. Uh, quotes and how CNN like literally had like side by side comparisons of what Melania spoke and what Michelle Obama spoke and like I said Melania you got caught thief of the night night ass you little thieving ass you thought you could take a page out of my girl Michelle Obama's book without getting caught no boo boo we got you bitch we got you and you're not looking cute at this time and i know donald trump was like we were rooting for you little toupee was going we crazy we were rooting for you that little nigga toupee was going crazy like fuck fine bitch you're fine bitch see the little toupee <laughs> little fine bitch <laughs> you ruined this for me his, his toupee started talking <laughs> you're fine bitch you ruined this for me. You mad, Joe? Because he. Know. I needed this moment. Oh, oh, but they turned on her ass, though. They turned on her ass because, like, I know CNN, MSNBC. I don't listen to Fox, so bump them. Who cares what they say? But everybody that's like, you know, official as far as political news is saying that 
Trump's campaign has turned on her because hours before she gave the speech, she did a Today special interview with Matt Lauer, her and Donald Trump, and that, you know, that fancy Trump jet mm. they got, you know, mm, rich folk stuff. So, you know, she told Matt, because, you know, he's trying to get the gossip, he's trying to get the inside scoop. He's like, you know, so who wrote it? Did you write it by yourself? Did you have help from the campaign people? Like, what can we expect? And she was just pretty much like, you know, I wrote it up on myself. And <laughs> I just wanted as unique as possible. Who, 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 I thought it was Jocelyn up there doing that shit. Maybe. Yeah, she sounded like Jocelyn. <laughs> Vote for Stevie. Vote for Stevie. Vote for Stevie. Stevie, I'm not leaving the bus. Stevie, I'm not I'm leaving not the country. The I'm not leaving the country, Stevie. I'm not I'm going not back. I'm not going back to the Pope. But, uh... <laughs> Back to Melania. So she pretty much told everybody that she wrote the speech herself. She had little to no help and she wanted to make it unique. So the campaign is like, you know what? Let her burn. And they've been telling everybody like, you know what? You want to take credit for the speech? You're going to take credit for the heat. Damn. Like that's bogus. Like how she feel right now? I know she's shitty. Like, like how dumb can you be to, to take a notable speech, like some as I'm notable as a first lady, you take that. But I, it's like, yeah, she wasn't first lady at the time. But Michelle and Barack have always made like amazing, speeches. amazing, amazing speeches. Like that, that's what they do. Like, like you might not like them, but when they get done speaking the speech, you're gonna be like, oh, I fuck with them. Okay, man. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Like, whatever, man. I can't even hate on that one. I can't even hate on that one, man. Little white people be like, yeah, he's an asshole. (laughs) But, gotta rock with him. Yeah. And it's like Milani. Melania. Come on, man. If you was gonna really be a thief of the night. Thief of the night. And still somebody's speech or a paragraph or two from somebody's speech. Why would it be a Democrat or a wife who is married to a Democratic president? Why wouldn't you take Laura Bush's speech? Who is Republican? I mean, don't take anybody. Why would you take somebody's speech that nobody knows about? Like, if you're going to be a thief, be a good thief. Uh, You clearly was a good gold digger. Okay, Ooh. you landed Trump. Ooh. So why can't you apply those same skills and be a good thief? Did she go there, people? I don't give a damn. This is pop off. I go there. Did she go there? I go there. That's what I'm talking about. That's all I'm saying. And like honestly, like I said, the aren't like these Republican and Democratic national conventions, they both did the same thing. You know, they sit up there, they have all these people from, you know, involved in the party go up there on the stage and sell you these little open promises. You know what I'm saying? They try to be like, you know, we're going to get you back your jobs. Mm -hmm. We're going to end the war. Yeah. We're going to fight terrorism. Yeah. We're going to get you your link money. (laughs) You you get a link. You get a link. Oh, Oprah. But it's only gonna be $10 on the <laughs> The Republicans like You gonna get health care, but not if you got cancer. You know, you're gonna get health care, not if you got autism. You gonna get health care. Like they just make open promises. They both do it. Like I honestly feel like, you know, they're the Democratic Party is not better than the Republican Party. Cause let me tell you something. The Democratic Party just relies on you being you gonna vote. You gonna vote all the way down the line Democratic. You know what I'm saying? The Republican Party, they trying to 
you know, sell this facade that, oh, we're not really racist against anybody that don't look like us, which is mostly white people in our party. We really do like Mexicans and Muslims. We just don't want you here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, this was, honestly, I can't lie. Like, this was supposed to be a big thing for Donald Trump. Melania, just Melania, just like other presidential candidate wives, their speeches are just as important as the candidate has, himself. Exactly. And brings the women in. You know, Bill Clinton about to come with it. Oh, got he it. about to sell his wife like Bill, one of the most beloved presidents. So you know they got to use Bill, Bill. About to go. He he already Bill. got his speech ready. He just he's just trying to memorize it. Okay. Bill about to, you know what, if I was Hillary, I'd be like, you know what, I'm not about to work. I'm not about to do nothing else until the convention, so, until it's time for me to speak. I ain't got to do nothing else. Send my baby out there. Let Bernie, you know, let, you know, give Bernie some money. Give Bernie, you know, a massage or whatever. Have somebody do his goddamn hair, make him feel good. Have him write a nice speech about me, too. <laughs> and I'm about to go out there. I'm about to shit on everybody. Turn up, Bill. Let's let me go. get these votes. <laughs> so, um... That's all about that. And then, oh, we forgot about my light-skinned, pretty guy husband and his remarks about the whole situation. You know, my light-skinned, pretty husband, Jesse Williams, who, you know, oh, my God, ladies, have you, if you go on his Twitter page, it's just like, his eyes are so beautiful. I just want to like fly in his pupils and just sit and just and just live there, live inside his eyes for the rest of my life. His eyes are just so beautiful. Oh my God! I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cannon. Your eyes are not blue. Don't want to live in your eyes. Man, why can't live in my eyes? Don't want to live in your eyes. I'm sorry. I'm a little cop, but we good. Okay, so um. The RNC convention speech by Melania was on Monday. So Tuesday morning, like a lot of people, I woke up to a lot of hashtags. The most popular one was hashtag famous Melania Trump quotes. And so everybody in their mama was going ham on it. But I feel like my husband, my light-skinned husband, Jesse Williams, took the cake because he took every like famous quote by like people like black people, whoever, and like added a hashtag to it, like saying that she plagiarized it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get it. You get it. Don't hate. Yeah. You know yeah. you get it, Candy. You know yeah. this is funny. You yeah. you saw it. Yeah. So like, <laughs> no, one of the quotes he had uh, added the hashtag famous Melania Trump quotes was "I am Malcolm X." Then the next Melania week. <laughs> The next one was Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. And then he had one with Rihanna with Wag 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 Wag. He's the man that Wag 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 Wag. Joe, they got her doing all of this shit, man. Funny, man. Where's the one? Oh, my favorite one, though. U N I T Y. U N I T Y. Yeah. Jesse Williams I thought it was cool. funny. Jesse Williams, he, you know what? He has no Fs. He has no Fs. I'm trying not to cuss so much because my mom would be listening. Filters. He has no Fs. And he don't care if you think he's angry. He don't care. He's just not feeling no type of shy. And I love it. And, you know, shout out to everybody on Twitter that made that hashtag popping. 
But if you missed any of uh, Jesse Williams' uh, Twitter posts, you could just always, you know, search that on Twitter. Yep. So, um, is 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 this mine? So we at the end of the episode, the second episode of Pop Off Podcast, <laughs> and yes. You know, I don't like to just always harp on things that I like. I like to give my co-host and my partner something he would like to talk about from time to time. And unfortunately, we have to talk about this weak-ass, nobody-really-cares, not-even-in-the-top-ten, debatable rap thieves of all time. Oh, my God. Joe Budden versus Drake. So I'm going to let him take the rest of it. Listen, man, let's talk about this, man, because this comes from, this isn't just about Joe Budden being one of my favorite rappers ever. This has to be about hip-hop, man. We got to bring this back to the essence of the game. What Joe Budden is doing, I think, is amazing. We got to know. We got to know that hip-hop, man, got revitalized from one of the biggest beefs ever, and that was Jay-Z versus Nas. And then when did that happen? In 01? I believe that was in 01 where, where we had uh, Jay going against Nas takeover versus the Ether. It was crazy, man. And that revitalized hip-hop, man. It established who the kings were and everything like that. So I believe that what we're doing now, we have a microcosm of that where we talk about you know, Joe Budden and Drake. Now, Drake is clearly, Drake is clearly, y'all, clearly one of the top shotters right now when it comes to music, man. I feel like Drake is is by far making some of the best music out of the whole industry right now. But, you know, Joe Budden, man, is prolific. He's prolific in what he's known to do. He's, he's For the hip-hop purist, Joe Budden is one of the best lyricists to ever hop in the game. He's one of the best lyricists to go bar for bar and things of that nature. So when you have something of this magnitude, we have the underground hip-hop heads. We have the hip-hop purist versus the... Uh, Drake fanatic. So when you go, when you see somebody like Drake, who's definitely dope when he makes music, get called out by one of the top hip hoppers, you are excited about it. I, I'm I'm very excited about this, and and I really hope that Drake does not be the fuck nigga that he has been when it comes to this beef. See, you gotta understand, some people. Drake was a fucking shark. He was a fucking shark when it comes to Meek Mill. Look, look you see. That's not what it sounded like. That was you was doing Jaws. Yeah. Fuck what you talking. Listen, Joe. Back to what I'm talking about. So. Drake was a shark when it comes to Tory Lanez, when it comes to Meek Mills, even Common. He even came at Common in a song, people. We got to understand. That's your your boy. That's one of my boys. That's Chicago native. That's your boy. He even came at Common in music, people. So when we talk about him dropping disses on these people, why is it that he is taking his time? Or why is it that he isn't as um, willing to hop in the ring with a person like Joe Budden? I believe is because he's a little reluctant. He knows what Joe Budden do, and it was documented on the song that Joe Budden put out that Joe that Drake honors him as a lyricist. So he knows what Joe Budden do. It's not like Joe Budden is this obscure people um person that people try to make him. Like he is very much relevant to the hip hop 
purist. Now, to the grand scheme of hip-hop, maybe not. Maybe a lot of people only know him for love and hip-hop. But the people who really listen to hip-hop and things like that, they know that Joe Button is one of the greatest. You know what I'm saying? Lyricists of the He's time. a great lyricist, but... And he's fucking he's Drake ass up right 10. now. He's not in my top He is 10. fucking Drake ass up right now. And he's and that and because he's fucking Drake ass up, and because Drake has responded to niggas like Tory Lanez, responded to people like Common and Meek Mill, I am giving Drake the fuck nigga of the week award. He gets the fuck nigga of the week award because he isn't responding to Joe Button like he responded to the rest of them niggas. Why is that? Because he know Joe Button is not playing with his ass. I'm a big fan of Drake. I, this is coming from a Drake fan. I'm equally a bigger fan of Joe Button than I am of Drake. But I do have to say that Drake is looking very bad to real hip-hop purists and Joe Button is fucking his ass up. All right. So number one, if if Drake is a fuck nigga at any level, it's because of the fact that he came so hard at Meek Mill and he proved a lot of people like me wrong that he could take down Meek Mill, okay, and that he dropped that summer sixteen mm-hmm. and whatever else he dropped before views. And then when he dropped views, I was just like What? We doing another slow ass R and B hip hop album, so we not gonna go hard on this album. You just went hard on everybody, but we're not gonna go hard on this album though, right? Okay, so if Drake is a f is, is a f ass nigga, that's why. Now, let's be honest. This rap battle is like. It's not even really catching fire. Nobody Drake really cares. Nobody really. Drake don't need to respond. Just because you see a crackhead and he resp- and he talked to you don't mean you have to say something back to him. Okay. And he should have used that same approach with Joe Bunny. And yes, I did say Joe Bunny has some crack-ish. He has crackish ways or he's a crackhead. You don't talk about Joe Bunny. I don't know what man. he is. I don't know this man, but... Anyway, I could only go by what has been stated, and he has some crackish ways, or he's a crackhead. And just because somebody walks up to you and talks shit does not mean you have to respond. Drake, you was on a level whether views was trash, in my opinion, like I think it is, or not. You do not need to respond to Joe Bunny, especially if he's just giving your album a review of his opinion. So, what? Okay, but the issue... So why? He didn't like views. I didn't like views, but you're not dropping a diss track on me. Because he don't know you. You ain't clowning me He don't know you yet. But I added him on Twitter and said, it's trash, hashtag views. (laughs) So he didn't come (laughs) hard on me. No, but look, (laughs) don't be surprised. (laughs) When when we drop this, don't be surprised. He he have a CC interlude on his next shit. CC fucker. Fucker CC. (laughs) I'm a disser for dissing me. (laughs) She's a goofy of the century. Uh, you can know he was soft ass shit he gonna do. You know what I'm saying? But but no. But here's the difference of what you're saying. Here's the difference in everything that you're saying. The difference comes in with the fact that Drake has actually responded to Joe. Like he said, Lil, I know he has, but that's why I'm saying he would be a fuck nigga to respond. But, because it's like, why would you respond? Like I understand that you know Meek. 
you know what? It's like, you know what, Meek, he was on some, he was on some funny stuff too. You know what I'm saying? Meek was not no legit, straight, arrow type dude. You know, you on Twitter, you no, on everything. On you mad because, you mad because I didn't retweet one of your tweets about your album, but yet I had a whole tour when I wore a free Meek shirt on, but that didn't take in no consideration before you went out here and tried to disrespect me. Yes, you can go after me. But Joe Budden was just giving your album a review, and he didn't like views. I didn't like it either. A lot of people did not like views because it's soft. It's slow, and we're tired of it. Oh, my God, I I'm love you. I'm tired of it. I love you. Talk. This is why I like you. Oh, my fucking God, girl. That shit was soft. Damn, baby. baby uh. <laughs> Baby liar. Baby liar? Yeah, baby liar. Shut oh up. Oh, my God. You sweet-haired demon. Go ahead. Anyways, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not mad at Joe Bunnett because, you know, if some, I feel if, if we talk about hip-hop and if I'm an artist, I'm a rapper, and I have to defend my own, if I feel like, you know, somebody is coming for me, I got to come for them. But Joe Bunnett is in a different level than Drake. Yes, Joe Bunnett is part of Slaughterhouse, and he's, you know, I guess if you know about it his independent work speaks for itself but drake is on a whole different level compared to joe budden let's not confuse it i believe that joe like budden. i understand that a lot of people don't respect the mainstream rappers but drake is on a different level you have to recognize it like drake did not have to respond to joe budden like joe budden had to respond to drake Ugh. If you thought that Drake was talking junk about Joe Budden. I can go on and on for this. So we going to just, <laughs> I'm going to chill with that. But I have good news. What? This is the second episode <laughs> of Pop Off Niggas. But, 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 we here, Joe. Yeah, so this is the second episode of Pop Off. And like I said, thank you for everybody that listened to the first episode. If you haven't, shame on you. But it is not the end of the world. It's not. You know, yeah. Jesus is not coming to take away his his chosen ones. So if you haven't been one of those chosen ones, you, <laughs> you can go on YouTube at Pop Off with Chantal. That's C-H-A-N-T-A-L. Or you can listen on SoundCloud for all you SoundCloud heads. At Chantel Cook. Yes, I'm going to be changing that soon. Or you could just search Pop Off Episode 1 and you'll find it there. Also, you know, we're definitely looking to collab and work with people out here in these streets. You know what I'm saying? If you want to work with us, feel free. Email us at chantelonair at gmail.com. That's C-H-A-N-T-A-L. I really don't have much going on this weekend, but I know my boy Big Cannon. You got a lot going on this weekend, so tell the people what you're going to be doing. All right, listen, man. First off, man, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, man. That's at Big Cannon. Make sure you spell Big Cannon and spell Cannon with a K. Facebook is Big Cannon Music. Make sure you follow me on there as well. But this weekend, man, I shoot my first 
official video, man, for a song I have called Good Morning America. I want everybody to come out and support. Thank you. I appreciate that. I want everybody to come out and support, man. And um, it it has a message behind it, man. And it's a message that I think is poignant for the time that we're in right now. So, man, thank you for everybody who's been sharing it and everybody who's been uh, clicking it and liking it on Facebook and things like that. So I appreciate you all for that, man. But Good Morning America, hit me up. Um, for details on the video and yeah all right well that's the end of the episode two yeah. of pop off with chantal is my boy yeah, my boy. big cannon her so. fu- listen her baby big cannon we out here we living we lit this my shorty and it is what it is let's go all right bye-bye thank you bye